51% of consumers are looking for more protein in their diets every day. Um, so if we can offer that in a grab and go convenient, great tasting, great crunching snack, uh, we think that that's, that's disruptive. I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another episode of Predicting the Turn. Today, we sit down with Justin Wiesahan, who is the CEO and founder of HA, a healthier alternative. Justin, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. So I want to start with kind of uh, the career that got you to where we're, where you are today. Uh, what career did you pivot from to create HA? Yeah, so in 2010, uh, with about four other people, I founded a company in the electronic cigarette and vapor space. Um, it was called Mystic, and we grew that company from about zero to 40 million. Uh, and we were in about 70,000 retail doors, the likes of Walmart, Walgreens, a lot of the convenience stores, and in the Dollar Channel. In 2017, because of heightened regulation from the FDA and from the federal government, I decided that I wanted to leave that company and pursue a different path. And, you know, whatever you think about electronic cigarettes, there's there's always that like continuum of risk, right? I've always been a firm believer in helping people live better lives. And, you know, the science is still out on the vapor industry, but I still feel there's a relative continuum of risk, people inhaling vapor rather than fire. So I've always kind of been an advocate for products that help people live a better life. And so, you know, as a self-proclaimed snackaholic, eating Doritos, Cheetos, Lay's daily, I was looking for an alternative to those products, just like we provided an alternative to tobacco. I was looking for an alternative to those empty calorie traditional snacks. And, you know, what I found on the market in terms of better for you snacks at that time in 2017 really left me unsatisfied from a crunch, a flavor and a craving perspective, right? Those products weren't really satisfying my cravings. They had great uh, health benefits and they had great ingredients, but they didn't replicate that, that crunch and that taste that I, that I craved. So I set out after I left that company, see if I could create a product uh, that I wanted for myself. And, you know, it took about six to eight months of, of R&D and looking at different formats, different ingredients. Uh, but we finally landed on a product that is now uh, out in the market called Ha. And, you know, it, it really delivers that taste, that crunch and that flavor that I was looking for from traditional empty calorie snacks with the functional and nutrient dense ingredients that give you the 11 grams of protein and the 140 calories with the complex carbs to sustain energy and the healthy fats. So, you know, from a product development standpoint, it took a long time, but, but we nailed it. And now I have a product that I can eat uh, instead of all the traditional empty calorie snacks. And uh, we have a lot of consumers that feel the same way. So let's talk about that research and development stage. I mean, you went from an industry that had no connection to the food industry coming into this. When you had this idea, where do you, did you even start to kind of start formulating and coming up with those ingredients and the flavor profile? Yeah, well, at the time, I was uh, pretty hardcore into macro counting or tracking my macros, as most people call it. So I was eating a pretty strict regimen of like 35% protein, 45% carbs, and like 20, 25% fat. So I started there. I found a, a food scientist and a food developer um, on Google, uh, of all places, 
right? And reached out to a bunch of them and landed on one that understood what I was trying to do, understood the formulation of the carbs, the proteins, and the fats. And from there, we went and started sourcing ingredients and putting things together. And then once we had something, we took it to uh, two or three different co-manufacturers and we ran trials and uh, finally landed on the one that we thought was the best. So if you've moved into this kind of new industry, what have you really learned about the plant and snack food industries that surprised you? I now understand why healthier, or better for you versions of snacks are more expensive, right? The ingredients are more expensive. Anytime that you're adding protein into something, protein is not a cheap ingredient, so it drives the cost up. So that's, that's one thing I've learned. There's also not a lot of people in the United States that can produce this type of snack, which I didn't really understand until I got into it. So our product uses a twin screw extrusion where most puff snacks on the market, like a Cheeto or a puff or whatever, they're single screw extrusion because they don't have any protein. It's basically cornmeal um, or corn flour or some, some type of ingredient that can go through a single screw. But this high of protein, it needs to go through a twin screw. And there's like three people in the country that can do it. When you think about how Ha is disrupting the snack industry, what are your main goals with, uh, with the brand? Yeah, so taste first, right? I mean, that's what, that's what drove me to do this, this company and this brand is the, the better for you snacks on the market and the other pea-based snacks on the market lack that taste and the texture and the crunch that I was looking for. So I think from a disruption standpoint, we really try to hit home that you know, we taste like traditional empty calorie snacks, but with the nutrients um, to boot. So uh, that's really number one for the brand. Number two is all the other pea-based snacks on the market are offering between four to six grams of protein per serving, uh, where we're offering 10 to 11 grams of protein. So with double the protein, we're really disrupting the better for you pea-based snacks because we're able to offer consumers double than what those other companies are. And with the statistics that show, you know, 51% of consumers are looking for more protein in their diets every day. So if we can offer that in a grab and go convenient, great tasting, great crunching snack, uh, we think that that's, that's disruptive. Talent is a big part of predicting the turn. And as we talk about talent, I wanted to mention one of our sponsors, Hunt Club. Imagine the power of the best marketers in the world helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it, recruiting hasn't changed with the times. Hunt Club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company. Stop paying job boards that don't work or recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates. Partner with Hunt Club. So when you think about that disruption, what's the growth been like since you guys launched uh, back, I think it was in July of 21? Yeah, so the growth's been really good. We're growing about 20 to 30% month over month online. We're starting to gain a lot of traction with other platforms online like a snackmagic.com. Um, we're talking to Thrive Market. Uh, GoPuff, all those uh, types of online fulfillment platforms. Uh, and then we're looking to launch into retail this year. We have some partnerships lined up. Um, I think I can talk about one, we're launching in Foxtrot Market in March. 
So we're excited about that. And then we have a lot of distributors that are looking to onboard um, later this, uh, probably Q2. When you look at this uh, kind of the snacking industry as whole, Better For You has really exploded over the last five years. When you talk to these buyers and you go into retail, what's really jumping out to them? Of what's the different that they really spark to with what you've built with Hop? Yeah, you know, I've actually went into the most competitive category in Better For You and Salty Snacks. Um, that's what I hear from buyers all the time. But they're really excited about how we differentiate our protein levels like I just talked about. We actually just had a meeting last week with a distributor and they said that's the biggest point of differentiation that we have that they're excited about is number one, it's plant-based. Number two, we have a high level of protein. And then once they try it, they're like, okay, these taste really good. So it's kind of like this trifecta. Um, but then you have the brand also that really stands out on shelf. Um, we, we purposely made the brand fun, appealing, approachable. It doesn't feel like a green better for you snack, you know, so to say. It's a lot more fun. And then I think that that allows us to down the road compete with the fun, traditional, empty calorie snacks of the world like Cheetos and Doritos because we have that aspect to our branding. When you think about that growth plan and where you go from an innovation, you know, the snacking category, it's one that you have staple flavors that have been there forever. And then you have a lot of these new age kind of flavors that come about. How do you think about where you want to play as you build the brand in the years to come? Yeah, I mean, product development is like one of my favorite things to do. So I love trying new flavors, focusing on trends and, and looking at things like that. But we have a lot of plans uh, for new flavors. I, I've actually just tested about 10 new flavors that we hope to launch this year. There's, there's a strategy to do limited releases online, um, exclusives with retailers. So I think, you know, one interesting key point with our products are... You know, Chero Loco is our number one, is our only sweet flavor. Um, we have four savory flavors and we have one sweet flavor. And Chero Loco outsells our number two selling flavor two to one. Um, so I think there's a white space in the salty snack market for sweet offerings. Uh, so we're, we're really exploring that avenue pretty hard. And we have a lot of really nice sweet flavors in the mix. But the one, the one hard part about sweet flavors is you've got to really watch the sugar the addition of sugar. So that's, that's kind of been a balance and a struggle, but we've gotten to a point where uh, I think there's some really good stuff we're going to come out with. That's very cool. And when you think about the form factor, are you looking at new form factors as well, or really just new flavors? Yes. I mean, the beauty of the brand, and, and this was done on purpose also, is, is it's the brand's hot, the healthier alternative. So the healthier alternative of what? Well, today it's uh, salty snacks, right? Tomorrow it could be uh, something else. You know, we could go to the cereal aisle. We could go to the dessert aisle. We could go to the sandwich cracker aisle. So I think the brand really allows us to move into different, not only form factors and snacks, but categories also. So that's, that's really exciting. And as we look closer, like down the line, yeah, there's obviously uh, some development going on of some different uh, snack form factors. When we look at a lot of these stories of entrepreneurs out there, you know, it's easy to look at the headlines of, you know, XYZ raised, you know, millions, tens of millions of dollars. You've chosen to go the more entrepreneurial route, really, you know, packing the product yourself, you and your wife, mailing it out every day. You know, what led you to go that route versus start day one and try and go pitch for, you know, millions of dollars for this brand? Yeah, I mean, really, 
that just comes down to, I think, resources and proof of concept. Like, uh, I wanted to make sure that this was something that had legs before I went and took on a bunch of money from somebody. So I really took the time to, to prove the concept out. And I'm a big operational guy, too. So I like to know the inner workings of how the box is packed and, you know, what goes in the box. You put a sticker, do you put a postcard, do you do all these kinds of things. So really, it was me wanting to, yeah, start from the ground up and really try to build it myself and just have more, I don't know, I don't want to say it's pride, but just understand the workings of how every part of the business works from production to getting the product to the customer. When you look back at that choice and that journey, what advice would you give to fellow entrepreneurs as they're contemplating that same choice? If you don't have to do it, don't. (laughs) I mean, has it been a really good ride? Yeah. And are we now positioning ourselves to move in a different direction from a fulfillment perspective and, you know, production capacity perspective? Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't, I don't think I would do it again like that if I had the choice. Yeah. Why is that? It's just a lot of work. And, you know, people always say work on the business, not in the business. And for the last year and a half, I've been working in the business and not on the business. So I'm just really excited to get some free time back so that now I can go and really focus on the business and grow it to the level that I know it can be. Gotcha. When you think about, uh, you know, the year ahead, what's that number one thing that you're going to do to work on the business? Uh, Retail, retail. Um, you know, get shelf space and be really strategic about our channel strategy and, and really hit hard those channels and those retailers that we want to be in so that we can succeed. Makes sense. Well, can't wait to uh, see on the, uh, well, not the shelves of Foxtrot, but uh, yeah, launching in the retail in the years to come and uh, congrats on everything you've done today. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. It's been a, it's been a ride. And as everybody always says, we're just getting started. thanks so much for listening if you like the show hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode and for more resources head over to predictingtheturn.com